This one's right. Right. <laughs> the short is long. <laughs> All right, here we go, Trevor. Today's daf is daf Ayin Vav, page 76, in the Heilige Mesechet Ksubis. And we are up to Ravashi Yomar. All right? This is the last word, six lines from the top of the Omud. Last word, six lines at the top of the Omud, Rav Ashi Omar. Now, let's remind ourselves what's happening. So, the Mishnah needs clarification. Why? So, let's go back to the very first question that our Gemara had on the Mishnah. We're going to go back to the previous daf, to daf Ayin Hei. Let's turn back to Ayin Hei Mabez. First question of the Gemara, because this is going to be another answer to that question. And Rabbi Nachum was bothered by this Mishnah when we were learning it. So here we go. The Mishnah had said that we're dealing with a woman who we found a mum in her. The husband found a mum in her. And we want to know who, um, whether or not she gets a ksuba. Okay? Now, if he made a condition, I'm marrying you if there's no blemish. Now, if the blemish came about after Arisen, so he stuck with her. His field flooded. It's his bad mazel. If the mum was there beforehand, so the whole thing's a mekachtais, the whole thing's a mistake, and it's null and void. So which one is it? So the Mishnah had said something fascinating. The Mishnah says, well, if she's still in her father's house when they find it after Arisen, so then it's on the father to bring a proof. If she already moved into the husband's house, then it's on the husband to bring a proof that it happened prior to the Arison. So they're both in agreement. You understand? Everybody, the halacha certainly is that if the mum was there before the Arison, it's a problem. After the Arison, it's not. The question is, who's responsible to prove it? So we said, if she's on her father's house, he's responsible. If she's on her husband's house, he's responsible. So the, the Gemara's first question was, I don't understand. Time out. Let's read this together inside. We're turning back to Ayin Heim Abbas. All right? Gemara, four lines from the top of Ayin Heim Abbas, and then we're going to jump to where we're at. Time of Demaisi Avraya, the reason why the husband would have to pay Aksuba because we're saying it's on the father to bring a Raya. Habao Mehemon, we see that the, uh, the husband is believed, that's why the father has to bring the proof. Money, who's the Tano who would say that? Rabbi Shuahi, that's Rabbi Shua. To Omar Levi Pionachain, Rabbi Shua says, we're not going to trust a woman who we find to not have signs of Basulim to tell us what's going on. We're not let me pia on the We're not living by her mouth. We're not giving her first trustworthiness. But Ema Seifa, let's look at the end of the, our Mishnah. Once she goes into the husband's domain, they have Nisu, and Habal's are right. Now he's got to bring a proof that it was there prior to the Arison. Time of the reason why, why we're going to believe him is the Maisi of Habaraya. He's bringing a proof. Let's say he wouldn't bring a proof. Her side of the, of the um, equation is believed and not him. So we had a contradiction. On one hand, according to the, the ratio where we're believing the father, according to the Seifa, we're not believing the father. Make up your mind. Who are we trusting over here? Is it the opinion of Rabbi, of Rabbi Shua or the opinion of Rabbi Gamliel? You might want to say it's both, right? Maybe they're, they're, we're switching in middle. So, but that's what we tried saying originally, and now the Gemara here, we're going to skip to our Gemara now. Seven lines from the top. Ravashi's coming to give an answer to that problem. Why in the world is it during Arisen, the father has to bring the proof, but if it's found during Nesuin, the husband has to bring a proof. Ravashi, Ravashi says, Reisha, in the first case of our Mishnah, which was that we found the mum in the, in the father's house. So, Mana la'aba biyatri. He says, you know, 
that's the same thing as saying you owe you owed my father money what does that mean you owed my father money so let's pause and and uh, go back to a halacha that we learned it came up in in Yavamis a couple times and that's as follows you have a fellow who passes away his children come along and they say to Ruvain, they say, hey Ruvain, you owe my father money. Who has to prove that the money is owed or not owed? The huh? The yeah, they're going to have to prove it, right? So they say the beginning when you're in, when she's still in her father's house, so it's like, it's as if, you're, as if the kids are saying, you owe my father money. You owed my father money. Now, the, um, in, in this case, the wife is still living in her father's house. We're assuming this would include a case where even if she's a katana, the father is going to be the one to get the money. Hence, ready for this? Here's the whole catch. Ready for this? The, who's coming to claim the ksuba? Her or her father? Her father. Her father's the one coming to claim the ksuba. Therefore, here's the next level of it. Here's the next level. The only reason why the husband would have had to prove his side is because she has a chazaka about her body. Remember this whole remember chazaka chazaka. He has a she has a chazaka. He has a chazaka. Don't tell me that that I had a mum beforehand. I have a chazaka. There's no problem. Does the is, could the father come with a chazaka of her body? So Ravashi says no. Since the father's coming to collect the ksuba. What's the right to collect the soup? I say, I have a chazaka. There's no mum until a mum becomes known. Really? You don't have a chazaka? You, 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 you have a chazaka? We look at the father. We say, you have a chazaka? There's no mum? Who are you to have a chazaka? That's your daughter's body. It's got nothing to do with you. If she would be coming to claim it. We say, okay, she's got a chazaka on her body. He has a chazaka that it's his money. We have to figure out uh, whether it has to be paid. When a father's coming and he says, oh, no, no, you got to pay my daughter a ksuba because she has a chazaka. That's like a kid coming along saying, you owe my father money. You're not the actual claimant over here and therefore the halacha is, it's on the father to prove it. You don't have a chazaka, it's not your body. The husband has a chazaka, that he has a status, he's the one holding on to the money. The father wants to pull the ksuba away from him, says Ravashi. It's on him to bring a proof. Is she a Krusha or an Almana? No, so she's that's... not. She's married. No, no, I mean before. Granted. So then, Granted. it's not her father, it's her. But here we're giving a case where she's still in her father's house oh, under okay. the father's domain. So, so if You're she, right. So it would be that, it would be that specific, it would be that case. Why wouldn't you say that if the father can marry... You want to say that he's, he's kind of like representing her. Right, he's her. What Rav Ashi is saying, however... Ravashi's not taking that approach. Okay. Ravashi's saying that, that he's using her chazaka to get him money. That's how Ravashi's viewing this. However, Vesefa, but in the case where he moved in, she moved in already to him, so then it's Manali Biyotcha. Okay? Then, once they moved in, what happens once there's Nesuin? Like you pointed out before. Nesuin, so she she's going to get the Ksuba. Hence, it's her Chazaka uh, and, and his Chazaka. Eser, Ravacha, Reza, Ravavi, Ravashi, Ravacha, the son of Ravavia, as they challenge the question on Ravashi, Maider, Amir, Mamanar, Yulava, Yimabe, Savi, or Amir would agree that, if, that we're dealing over here with a case where there's a mum that makes sense that it's going to come with her from her father in law, from her father's house, Sha'ala, Viola, Havi, Raya. That it's on the father 
to bring a proof. And therefore, Manali biyadcha, who? I, why is that? Va'amai. Why is that true in Rav Meir? It's the same thing as Manali biyadcha. Says the Gemara, Rav Meir agrees that, Rav Meir is one who said in the Reisha, that if, let's say, she ha- she's still in the father's house, so then the father brings a raya. Father's one who's going to have to bring a proof. If she moved in, it's on the husband. We, Rameir will agree that, however, even if, sh- that, that in a case where she moved in, she already moved in with the husband, but it's the type of mum that would have been there from before, we'll agree it's the, we're going to still put the onus of proof on the father. The burden of proof will still go on the father, which is sensible. It's a type of thing. The like, Gemara's going to have to explain what type of thing is that, what type of mum is it that it's expected that it came before. But if I, says the Gemara, but why? Why, are we gonna, why would a mayor agree that it still goes to, the, that in such a case it goes to the father? It's, it's like, it's uh, the same case as somebody claiming you owe my father money. So why is it? So the Gemara says, how come I ask you ready for this, guys? Chever, ready to listen closely. Be a Saris. You know what Yaseris means? They have an extra limb. I don't know if you ever see somebody with an extra yeah, sure. finger or an extra toe. I've seen people like that. I have a family member who has, uh, who has six toes. Six, uh, six uh, they're called six toes. Digits, yeah. Six digits, whatever it is. Yeah? And uh, there was somebody who, uh, <laughs> one of the workers in Dunkin' Donuts near, Yish- near Yisrael when I was in high school had six fingers. Right. And they, the they asked here. Rabbi Heinemann to make if you're allowed to make a Shana Bias. He said, yeah. I believe so. I, uh, I have to double check on that. Usually they just tie it off when they're born. And I, I think, I, and I, if I remember correctly, and I'm going to have to check this up, the reason why I'm saying he said yeah is because I just recall Hevra all going to Dunkin' Donuts to just make a bracha. <laughs> they were all lining up to make a bracha on this one worker, poor guy, you know. I guess he was making good sales because the island wanted to make a, an extra, you know, they wanted to make a bracha. So the, guys are, the guys are lining up. But it sounds like this. You know what the case is? Be a seris. She had an extra finger. Now let me ask you a question. You, a husband marries a wife. Turns out she has an extra finger. Question for you. Did that finger come after they were married? No. No. She's probably born like that. And therefore, in such a case, Rameer is going to say the burden of proof is on the father to say that, no, she happened to grow a finger after she got married. Says Gemara Yaseres, an extra finger, my raya, my see. <laughs> you want the father to bring a proof it wasn't there? What type of proof is the father going to bring? Nobody grows fingers when they're 30 years old. Says Gemara like this, you ready? The raya draws of an affiance You know what the father could prove? I know there was a finger, but you also knew there was a finger. So the husband's going to say, what do you mean? She's got an extra finger. I didn't know. And you're going to say to the husband, how can you not know? And he's going to say, well, because uh, it was in the winter, and on all of our dates, she was wearing five-finger gloves. So the, the father can go ahead and bring a proof. No, there were times where her hands were seen. And therefore, you, you could have known before. You should have known beforehand. You probably did know. Hence, you still chose to marry her. It's kind of like the and, uh, and you still married. Fine. Right. And therefore, you're Okay. Very good. I'm Shmuel. We're now going to shift the conversation. Here we go. You remember, Ksubis is called Shas Kotam. We got a few different sigas over here. All different is Gishmak. So let's give a quick introduction to Rabbi Yehudah Shmuel. When you purchase something for money, when do you own it? 
not when you give the money, but when you take the item. Okay? Huh? Meshicha, right? You can be cutting it with pulling, you can be it with lifting up. Now here's, there, there, there's a type of acquisition, a type of Kenyan in acquisition, where the halacha is going to be different. And that's what's called a Kenyan chalipen. Chalipen. When something is swapped, the case that we're going to have now is, you have a, a uh, you have two yidin, one owns a cow, one owns a donkey. One owns a cow, one owns a donkey. So they come to an agreement that I'll give you the cow if you give me the donkey. One of them goes, that the owner of the donkey goes and he does meshicha, he pulls the cow, just by way of example. He pulls the cow. Now, as soon as he pulls that cow, guess what happens? The owner of the cow, he owns the cow, but the owner of the cow owns the donkey without doing anything to the donkey. Okay? That's one of the chidushim, the novel ideas that comes up by chalipin, by swap, by a swap. If, as long as one side did an acquisition on one, the other one automatically acquires the other. Got it? So now here we go. This is how this case is going to come full circle. The owner of the cow pulls the cow. He now owns it. I'm sorry, the owner of the donkey pulls the cow. So he's now acquired the cow. Who owns the donkey now? The original cow owner is going to get the donkey. So the cow owner goes to get the donkey five minutes later and the donkey was dead. So what's going to happen? The owner of the original cow owner says, give me back my cow. This is a dead donkey. And the owner of the original donkey says, no, no, no. At the time of the acquisition... The donkey was alive. How do you know it didn't have a heart attack after I pulled the cow? As soon as I pulled the cow, you own the donkey. And maybe it had a heart attack afterwards, and therefore it's your bad mazel. We don't know. Nobody saw it, huh? Chazaka being alive. says, Chazaka, that it was alive what? At the time of the Chalipin? No, we've been saying last time we saw it. Fine, last time we saw it. So according to this, it's a valid transaction. And, it, 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 and it's, uh, it's a loss for the cow owner. Original cow owner has to take the loss. That's what Rabbi Nachman wants to say. No, what do you think? Rabia, what do you think? It, it, it was a good deal. It's a good deal also. You agree with that? My cow is dead. I don't need you. Anybody else? Anybody want to give a shot? <laughs> All right, let's see. But that's the fascinating case. No, you don't want to take a shot at this. Fascinating case. Now, remember, this is going to connect very closely to the case of the woman who shows up with a blemish. We're unsure when that blemish came. Who's responsible to prove when the blemish came? We're going to try to connect it to this case of the cow and the donkey. So here we go. Somebody swaps. Does Khalipin doesn't exchange between a cow and a donkey? The owner of the donkey pulls the live cow. He now owns it. And who owns the donkey? The owner of the cow. However, the original cow owner did not make it over to the donkey. And by the time he got there, the donkey was dead. So now what does he want to say? He wants to say, give me back my cow. The donkey was dead all along. It was there even at the time of the transaction. So, listen to this. 
the original don- uh, donkey owner who took the cow, he has to prove that his donkey was alive. Interesting. Not like we were saying before. right? It's on him. We don't just say, oh no, there's a chazaka, the donkey was alive until we found it dead. No. It's on him to prove that it was still alive at the time of the of the Meshicha. Vitana tuna kala. And our tana teaches us that the same halacha applies to a kala, to a bride. Says Gemara, what are you talking about? Hi kala, which halacha of a bride? Ilema, if you're going to say, top of Omen Beis, kala bebeis if you're going to talk about a kala who's still inside of her father's home. Mi dummy, can you compare the case of the cow and donkey to the case of the kala with the mum? Right with the with the blemish that the husband's claiming happened before. Hasam in the case of the kala, Maisi Avraya Umapik, the father could bring a proof that the the blemish was not there. And what happens then? He'll get money. He'll be able to get the collect ksuba. Hacha, but in the case of the the cow donkey exchange, Maisi Balachamar Raya, the owner of the donkey is going to bring once he brings a proof Umaykim. He's going to keep whatever's already there. Listen to this Svara Chavra. This is amazing. This is amazing. Mm. The, owner of the, uh, the owner of the donkey who pulled the cow is going to have to prove that his donkey was alive. Right? What happens if he proves that? He keeps the cow. The cow's already in his domain. He's keeping it. Is anybody going to be pulling it away from him? No. It's in his rishos. He's holding on to it. Now listen to this. The case of the bride, the kala. We say it's on the father to prove that the mum was not there and everything was okay. Same way the donkey's alive. You're proving there's alive, everything was okay. He's proving the kala was okay. There's no mum. When he says, when he proves the kala's okay, what is that doing? It is pulling money away from the husband and obligating him in a ksuba. So when Yishkayich want to connect the two cases, but it's two completely different realities that are happening. One proof is allowing someone to hold on to what he already has, and the other one is going to completely pull something out. That is a much bigger chiddush. Right? So says the Gemara, Amar Ravaba, Ravaba says, you're right, you can't really uh, compare the two cases. Ravaba says, Kala Beves Chamiyah. We must be done with the case where the Kala already moved in with her husband. She's already in her father-in-law's house. Okay? Now, his father-in-law's house, so what, what was the Allah there in the Mishnah? Who has to bring a proof? The husband's going to have to bring a proof that he doesn't owe a ksuba. As soon as he brings a proof he doesn't owe the ksuba, he's going to be holding on to his money. So says, says Rav Abba to explain the connection, the same way the donkey owner is going to prove the donkey was alive and hold on to, his, and hold on to the cow, the husband is going to prove that the mum happened prior and hold on to his ksuba. Okay? Says the Gemara, you still have a problem. Don't tell me that the case of Kala and the case of uh, Hamar and Pura are the same. Bakati lo dummy, it's still not similar. Because Hossam, by the case of the, the blemish, the, the mum with the Kala, Baal, Maisi, Raya, the husband's going to bring a proof that it was, that the blemish was there. Umara le lecheske da'av. And by him bringing a proof, he is morale. He is he, well, really what he's doing by through his proof is kind of morale. He's making it ra. He's making bad the chazaka of the father. Now, what's the whole father's whole claim? My daughter has a chazaka. She doesn't have a blemish, right? And she should get a ksuba. 
What's the husband coming along and saying? No, 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 no. That's not true. He's weakening the father's chazaka. But hacha, but over here by the cow and the donkey, bala hamar, the owner of the donkey, Maisi Raya, is bringing a proof that, that uh, the donkey's alive. And what's happening one, if he's able to prove the donkey was alive? Umukim chezke biadei. And he's strengthening his chazaka that his donkey is git. Yeah, this is beautiful. Again, we're making another difference between donkey. the two cases. The, when you prove your donkey was alive, so you're strengthening your chazaka. Okay, we'll listen to you. But you say, oh, by a kala, the husband's proving that the, the husband's proving that the mum was there previously, hence weakening the father's chazaka, and that's why he's not paying a ksuba. So the reason why he's allowed to hold on to it is not because he's, he, he's not strengthening anything for himself, he's just weakening the, the father of the kala. Beautiful. Says the Gemara, you're right. So that can't be the connection. We're dealing with a Kala who's still in her father's house. Okay, She's still in her father's house. We said, oh, but then you're trying to remove the Ksuba. Right? So that's different. So Villa Kedushan. And we're not talking about the money for the, for the Ksuba. We're actually talking about the money for Kedushan. The, father, the husband married this girl with, he handed money to the father, let's say. Let's say she's a Katana. So he handed money to the father. And how much did he give the father? A thousand dollars. He gave the father a thousand dollars. Money kedushin. And now, what? Okay, shavaputa to a thousand dollars. Whatever, any value doesn't matter. Anything, any that's financial. And what happens? She has a mum. She has a mum. So now, the father is going to come and prove that the mum happened after the kedushin, thereby not pulling money from ksuba from the husband. But proving that I can hold on to the thousand dollars that the f- husband gave for kedushin. About the kasuba. Uh, so now we're changing it. Not the kedushin. What does it say in the Mishnah? Go back to the Mishnah. Ayin Hayim Beis. Go back to the Mishnah. No, what did we learn? Actually, start on the bottom of Ayin Hayim Aleph. Show me the word kasuba. Show it to me. Doesn't say it nowhere. Just says if there's mumin and she's still in the father's house. She has to bring a raya that it happened afterwards and his field flooded and he's got to bring a raya that it happened afterwards and it's a mekach toys and, and everybody's going to have to give the money. Don't say anything. It's not what it said. So our assumption was it's exuba. And now the Gemara is turning the whole thing on the head. We say, no, we're dealing with money kedushin. She's dealing with money kedushin. That's, the, that's what it means. The same thing by Akala is the same as the transaction because in each case, the same way but that the donkey owner is going to prove that the donkey was alive and hold on to the cow, the father's going to prove his daughter didn't have a blemish and hold on to the money kedushin. What does... Go ahead. Why did he give the father a thousand dollars? He gave because he, you know, usually we marry a woman by putting a ring on her finger. A ring is just value. So let's say he gave the father a kesef. He gave the father money instead of a ring. Or even a ring. Let's say he gave a ring to a father. It doesn't matter. And now he wants the money back. He's saying, I, I would never... Sure. If she's a katana, yeah, he gives the father the money. Yeah, right, because she can't make a kidney. Right, the money's going to go to the father. So in such a case, if the, if the father proves that the blemish happened afterwards, he'll hold on to the money of, of Kedushin. Says the Gemara, And don't say that this is only true, according to the opinion that Kedushin is lav l'tivu and ninu, that it's, uh, lav l'tivu means that it stays. It stays. If you give money for Kedushin, there's no way to get it back. Huh? 
Even according to one who says that money for Kedushin are given uh, without the ability to take it back, that's by Kedushin, by definite Kedushin. Listen, you give money to a woman and you say, I'm going to give you money, but you know what? I might want it back one day. No, see you later. That's by Kedushin. But by Kedushin toys, we're not going to say such a thing. Yeah, we're not going to say it can't be taken back. If the father wants to bring a proof that there was no blemish, he could keep it. If he doesn't bring a proof, he doesn't need to give it back. Fine. So that's the answer that we're sticking with right now. That we're talking about money for Kedushin, and that's how we're connecting it to the case of the Chalipin, the swap of the cow and the donkey. That's a challenging question. Continuing on in Shas Katan, we've covered so many topics, but we ain't even done. Listen to this. We're now going to get into the laws of, of uh, Shechita and Trefus and all that. Mechet Shenimtsus Ba'ide Beis You find the Mechet, you find the needle that's found in the walls of the Ive Beis a, a cow has four stomachs. So you find the needle stuck into the wall of one of the four stomachs. Mitzad Echer Kshira. If the hole is only seen on one side, so it's still a kosher animal. Mishneid Stadim, if it goes all the way through, then Trefa, it's a Trefa. Dam. Let's say on the needle itself, you find a shtickle blood. You find a little bit, a, a drop of blood. You should know that the hole was there before shechita, and therefore it's a problem. That's mamish. We're dealing with a you shechted a trefa animal. Let's say you have the needle and there was no blood found on it. You could assume the needle went through the walls after shechita, and therefore listen to this finish. You could have a hole through both sides and still kosher. It's still going to be okay. Uh, um, right. Hook- the animal doesn't have any blood after it's shocked it. Right, well, you don't believe the, the, there's, there's nothing pumping the blood around. There's nothing sending, there's nothing sending blood to the needle. Huh? Blood would have come out if it was still alive. That's fine. Hooglad piyamaka. Let's say there's a scab. Hooglad. Yeah? There's a scab. Something hardened. Ice, no, it's a scab, something hardened on top of the wound. So then, what, what would you say? That it's it happened before, right? Yeah. It takes a while for things to scab. So, you could know that it's been there for three days. For three days, all right? Now, what's an Afkamino over there? So, Rashi says, so Rashi place. says, to, yeah, it's, so, well, but he, he, here's the issue. Because it's, it's healed. Here's the issue. If it's not considered a healing, Let's say a scab is not considered anything. Then it's a trefa, and we have more ramifications now. Why? Because until now, we're dealing with, is this animal going to be kosher, permitted to eat, or not permitted to eat? Rashi here says something incredible. Rashi says, we now, if it's three days prior to the shechita, we're going to have another problem, which is, perhaps even the shaykhit who bought the cow prior to Shechita, maybe he was sold a trefa animal and that was a Mekah Tois and he could claim a reimbursement. Because he thought he was being... Right. Because he thought he was being sold a kosher animal. Turns out it was a trefa. So he can go back. Says, listen, I know the hole's been there for three days. At the time that you sold it to me, give out. Yeah? Fine. Um, let's say there's no huglad piyamaka. There's no scab. So then... Um, we don't know. There's no scab. So you don't know how long 
it's been there for, you know how many days. So then I might speak of The Allah is like this, whoever's got the money, has the money. And everybody else is going to have to uh, bring a proof. Says the Gemara, the Yoiv Tabach. If let's say it was given to the butcher, the Yoiv Tabach. Um, if the uh, if the Tabach gave Nami also in this the Yoiv Tabach Dummy. I'm sorry, the Yoiv Tabach Dummy. If the Tabach gave Dummim value, if the if the butcher already paid for it. So the halacha is boy lasuye raya umapik. If he wants to get the money back, he's gonna have to prove umapik, and then he'll be able to remove the, remove the money. But am I? Why is that true? raya. We should say that the one who sold it to the bocher should be the one to bring a proof. Why? Because here's how this thing is coming full circle. Since the father has to bring a proof to hold on to his money of kedushin, and since the balachamar has to bring a proof that his chamar was alive in order to hold on to his money. Why don't we say over here, it's incumbent upon the one who sold the animal to prove that it wasn't so. Why are we saying, great question. We're turning the whole thing on its head. We should have asked this question on our own. Once we're saying that this whole explanation of our, of our Mishnah and, and Bryce that we quoted earlier, the owner of the donkey has to prove his donkey was alive. The owner of uh, the, the father of the kala has to prove that the kala is the one who had the blemish to hold on to the money. Why don't we say the Baal Bahama has to prove in order to hold on to the money? Why is it a Mitzvah right? Answer the of You know what the case is? The guy sold the animals on credit. So the Shaykh didn't pay for it yet. The assumption was you're going to have to pay for it. And now the Dutch doesn't want to pay anymore. Right? We've had that many times in our own lives. I'm sure we've had it many times. There's an agreement. Somebody says they're going to pay up. It could be a loan. It could be that. And they come. No, it's not. Terms change. Term. All of a sudden, when they're the ones on it, terms change. Right? Fine. Says the Gemara. One second. My Pasca. What? I don't have what's so clear over here. What, what, what's so clear? Yeah? Why, why Taka is it that if the Tabach hasn't paid yet, that it's incumbent upon the other guy to, to uh, bring a proof. Okay? So, Allah says the Gemara, Ki also Rami the Gemara is going to go for that. Now, now there's all, the, Rashi goes very in-depth into the Svar here. Rashi, the, 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 the logic that we want to bring over here is that even if, if, somebody, if it's the usual path for somebody to buy on credit, it's considered like he basically like it's paid. done. Mom is considered like it's paid, which is we're going to stick with that um, with that line of of thought. So it says the Gemara. Look, he also Rabbi Yechesko Lomar. Rabbi Yechesko came. He said, "Loi we, we don't follow these general guidelines. The Kolo Yehuda Achi Mishmei Shmuel that that remember was Amr Yehuda Marshmul that my brother Yehuda said the name of Shmuel." Rather, this is what Shmuel says: Whoever has something and the doubt started in his property, Allah Haraya, he's the one who has to bring the proof. That was Shmuel's statement. If you're the one with the, where the suffix sprouted in your domain, you're going to have to bring the proof. The Tanatuna Kala and our Tana is telling us the same thing as true with the Kala. Now let's go back to our Mishnah. However, this is basic. If she's in the father's house, whose domain is she in? The father's. So he's got to bring a proof. 
she does nisu and she moves it with the husband. So he's got to bring a proof. And that's true. Kala, chamar, shar, anything that goes on, animal, if it's in your domain, you got to... If the suffix happened by you, you're going to have to bring the proofs. Mesfei, that's a challenging question. What about the case of the nails in the, four, in the, in the walls of the cow? And the case is where the butcher's buying on credit. You know what we should say? The original seller should be the one who has to prove Va'amai, that, that was the halacha. Va'amai, why? It's the Rishus in the cellar. Oh, no! Butcher, the butcher. Good! Says the Gemara, Where'd the suffix happen? The guy shechted it, now I'm looking at the stomach, and I don't know what happened. I don't know how long the scab had been there. So I'm going back to the cellar, and what did we say? The seller has to prove. That's not his Rishus. Huh? Physiologically, you could tell. What you, what's physiologically you can tell? If I, if, I just, if, I, if I bought the cow today, or even yesterday, I shecht it today, I do a badika, I see a scab, I know the scab has been there for at least three days. So bring a proof. The says. So, so that's the proof. proof. If there's a scab... So if you bring a proof, you brought a proof. What if there's no scab? So, so if there's no scab, so we don't know when the cow ate the nail. Right. right. So the, that, that's the case. Oh, I thought they said there was a scab. I'm sorry. No, so okay. the, the case is, we, we, we just don't know. Okay. So when we don't know, who's it covered upon? We said it's on the, it's, it's on, on the seller. It doesn't make sense according to what we're saying. Says the Gemara, fine. You know what the case is? The Yav Tabach to me. The butcher did give money. Says the Gemara, one second. <laughs> You're making me run in circles over here. Umay Poska. Why, why, that makes the halacha, doesn't make a difference. You're making me run in circles. Why is that? Yeah. Says the Gemara, stomach the milsa. No. Let me tell you how things normally go. This is the assumption with the cases. Until a person actually shows me the cash, the person does not fully hand over the, his, his, uh, right, his rights to the animal or the animal, uh, or the animal itself. Which is, a, which is it's, it's sensible, but it really needs... Talk through. So let's explain. You have a guy who's in, who sells animals. You have a, a shaykhit who buys a truckload of cows. I'm going to buy a truckload of cows. Guy says, fine. He sends him the invoice. You have 30 days to pay up. Before the invoice is sent, he's already sending him the truck. Well, you, you, you just messed up the case. Why? He has 30 days to pay. I mean, that's his whole, you changed the whole... Case. Yeah, 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 yeah. So hold on. You You're right. the whole thing. I'm changing the whole thing. Correct. So listen closely. Because I'm, I'm just going to explain the svar. I'm explaining the logic. A guy sells a truckload of cows, and he says, I'm going to send you an invoice. You have time to pay up. The guy never pays, though. Let me ask you a question. Did the original owner ever agree to sell it then? No. Huh? Even if you haven't yet paid me, I'm only selling this because you're paying me. I'm not giving it to you on credit. You could come with a truck and take my animals. You can come with a truck and take my animals. But if you're not, if you don't pay me, you're not, you don't pay me. Well, go, go ahead. What? You're saying the bill is sale. 
But it doesn't matter. Says the Gemara. So the Gemara as far is the seller is not giving it. He's not giving the ownership over to the buyer until the buyer actually. I might send it to you. I might let you take it. It's not yours. What is this? What is he? He took the animals. What is he? The butcher has to have... He's responsible to pay me. Is it, is it he's responsible to no, pay you. And so if he doesn't he's pay you... Chayv. He's a Baal he's, he's kind of the animals as soon as he takes them. Is he a Baal Chayv or is he a Ganif? Uh, no, you... But so, so, Tavach Machar, he's Chayv. So now he's a Ganif. He doesn't know for the animals. He owes four or five times. I'm not... The way the Gemara is written over here, it says, Layov Inish Chiyusa. A person is not going to give over his animals. Now, what does it mean? He gave it to him. The guy took it. The, the butcher took it. The sheikh took it. What do you mean he's not going to give it? What I'm saying is, he's not going to give the ownership. But he does. And therefore, it has to be that the guy already paid for the animal in order to say that he owns it. So from a logical perspective... Let's go. Rabbi Ravinsky wants to say that... The assumption is if the Shaykh shechted his animals, the Shaykh shechted, it has to be he paid for it. And it can't be a case where the owner gave it to him without payment and now he's just saying that it's not yours till you pay. It has to be where it's mamish paid for because otherwise. The responsibility no, of... No, no, no. It doesn't have to be mamish paid for. Even if he takes it... Even if he hasn't paid him yet. And he's got 30 days to pay. But the moment he takes those animals, they're his. He made a Kenyan on them. He Kenyan Meshicha. They're his. Not necessarily. Not, not if it's... What do you mean? If he, if he didn't pay for it? If he did, I'm selling you the cows. As soon as yeah. you take them off my property, they're yours. Well, you, you may him. not have paid me. You, you owe, owe me the money. Right. But they're yours. Yeah. As long as I'm masking to that. Well, when you take them, you're you're masking to it. Not you're, if I no, I might let you take it, but I'm not giving you ownership yet. I can let you take something. See, the, the way I was understanding it, and I might be wrong. The way I was understanding it is that the owner's letting him take it off his property, but he's saying, "Listen, it's going to become yours only once you pay." So, in other words, so then he has to give back. Now you're but saying why? you're saying I, but then there's a risk involved because then if something goes wrong, story, so then it's going to be I mean, it's going to be on the owner. Diamond necklace, or you're taking jewelry. Right. I mean that, that I get, but here with behemoths and right. you're shafting and half okay. of them are going to be very good. This. That very well may, may be the case. That very well may be the case. Be it as it may, be it as it may. We're gonna. I just want to get to the Mishnah. Be it as it may. Another couple lines. The Gemara is ending off proving that the Shaykhate has already handed over the money in order for him to have this ownership. Let's just wrap up. The, let, let's get to the Mishnah on tomorrow's daf. There's another couple lines. These halachas only apply, right, that, it, that, that each one has to bring a proof when the, the blemish was not necessarily seen. It was, it was covered over. Amr of Nachman, Amr Nachman says, top of tomorrow's daf, the nichve b'momen shebeseser dami. You should know that nichve, Rashi says, chayli shemimenu naifa la'aretz. It's a type of, uh, it's epilepsy. It's a type of illness that caused a woman to fall to the ground. So that's considered momen shebeseser dami. That's not necessarily something that a, a husband can know and, it, and therefore he could come with a claim, I, I didn't know that's a, that's a blemish and the whole thing is a mekach tois. And this is only true 
when there was a specific amount of time that was, that was in between. Because then, the logic over here is that if there's a specific amount of time, she can play around and know when to show what. If, even if there's a mum, she can make sure that this mum isn't seen. But let's say there's no set time for this. It's considered like a mum something that was known and he would not be able to come with a claim that he didn't know. It's already revealed. You would have found out from, uh, from the community about this. We'll hold it here and we're up to Bezram tomorrow. We'll pick up from the Mishnah three lines on top of Ayn Zayin, Omar Aleph. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening, Heather.